You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, this is Luke Robitaille from the LA Kings, and listen to King's Realm. I think they actually do know what they're saying. <laughs> Welcome to the King's Realm, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Be sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at King's Realm Pod and leave us a voicemail at 562-317-0087. You guys are uh, part of history. This is our first live stream podcast and... Uh, it's probably going to be a shit show, but not if our special guest has anything to say about that. So let's get into this. I am Dennis Wilson. That is James Whitlock. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And want to let you know that it's the me year again. So bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot at up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free play to pool page and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seating pool. Free to play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make it pick. And for that, you get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend, taking place in Florida, where DraftKings will have even more money up for grabs. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of $100,000 in total prizes with DraftKings Tournament Seating Pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes. Big money. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. <laughs> I forgot we're live. I got to move my mouth. <laughs> that's right. I love how you just like totally cut off Jordan too. That's that's fantastic. It's yeah. good to be the producer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, bring him in. <laughs> ah, Jordan Heckman's here. <laughs> I had to get another beer because I had to crack it. So. What's great is we didn't even bring him in, so we couldn't hear him bitching about him. <laughs> <laughs> just completely talking over. I was like, can they hear me? I don't know. <laughs> nope. Nope, not at all. Nope. All right. Now the bills are paid. And the real person everybody probably tuned in to see right now is uh is friend of the show, former LA Kings player, current Kings broadcaster, and Hall of Famer in the Kings Realm studio. Please welcome from the armpit, Derek Army Armstrong. Oh, what a crack. 
<laughs> you expect anything less? I know, uh, right? Yeah. Not, not, not like you three. You guys are on live TV. I bet you guys are a little nervous. Probably need more than one or two. I bet. Yeah, we haven't done oh, any. Yeah. So you're you're you got more experience than anybody. Yeah, th- James thank is God. nervous. His voice just cracked. Thank God, thank God, you guys got faces for radio. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no kidding, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So I love I love the the glimpse we got of the armpit last night after the game, the little tour from the steam room. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it uh, yeah, it looks like I put on a few pounds of that robe. I can tell you that. I don't have to wear a dark robe instead of a gray one. But you know, I'm getting the gym a little bit here. It's all right, a little bit older. But yeah, it's it's you know what, my whole entire life, especially for coming from Canada, everyone in Canada has basements, you know. So I always, you know, I said if I ever made the NHL or you know ever ever gave into a little bit of money, I would always make a place where I could call home. I got two boys and my wife and. We all like competition, so we got a bunch of games down here, and we spend a lot of great family time. And I think that's the most important thing when you get something like this, and you can your kids want to come over, and your kids' friends want to come over. And problem is, my wife and her friends like it down here way more than I do. That's fun. They're taking over. Yeah, they take over awfully quick. It was supposed to be for a sports room. Now it's turned into a bachelor room. You know, what's the bachelor, the bachelorette? Uh, housewives down here. I'm like, it's supposed to be a sports room. We got a couple Speaking guys in language. shorts that would like that. Yeah. <laughs> At least you. they're not using the urinal. That's, that's. Yeah, uh, well, we don't know what they're doing lately. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <it's not laughs> After a few uh, glasses of rosé, I mean. Oh, they love, they love the Pinot. They love the oh, Pinot. Like we love our beers. <laughs> that's got to make Foxy happy, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, exactly. Foxy. Foxy's no amateur in that department. Yeah, really. <laughs> So thank you for joining. We had a good time last time, told some great stories, and uh, and you're always one of the favorite guests here at King's Rome. So uh, we appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I, I don't do this very often, but you guys, when you guys call, I'll always help you guys out, especially first live broadcast. That's pretty cool. This None of you guys cool. got makeup on either, eh? You all yeah. just good-looking dudes. Oh, man, come on. Makeup, Wait, man. what? I hide behind the mic. You makeup on right now? Uh, yeah. uh, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even know who I am. I can't even answer you. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you I think you guys should all drink today. Doesn't you know who I am? That's right. If you don't remember Dar- Derek's last time on the show, Jordan Jordan revealed that he didn't start watching Ellie uh, King's hockey until 2011. And got a very candid response. <laughs> Still one of my favorite quotes of all time. <laughs> Still, Still up. repeated often. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Maybe, maybe as long as he's watching them now, that's all. They're much better now than I played. So you're, that's fair. You know, I, I can understand why. I can understand why he didn't watch me. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> speaking of when you played, like if you think about the talent pool right now, who do you think you would be most excited to play with if you were still on the ice? Uh, for the LA Kings or yeah, NHL for general? the Kings. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, all the young guys, they're, they're still so young yet. So you, we can't get a really, you know, an impact of where they're going to be. Obviously I play with Kofi and Brownie and Dowdy. And for me, it's, it's so cool. I mean, I, I watched them when they were Turcotte's age and Byfield's age and all these young guys coming in. Uh, that's what, that's what I knew them as. I knew them as just 18, 19 year old kids that are coming in from junior, just like this young generation of player coming in. So from where they've started, like this new group is coming in to where they're, you know, four or five years away from finishing is truly amazing. I mean, I watched Kopi play the last two or three years now. It's, I mean, he's an absolute robot out there. I, I don't think he makes mistakes and probably the best player I've ever seen play like that in, in the history of hockey that I played with Nick was Nick Lindstrom. He, he never made a mistake. And obviously Kopi plays center and Lindstrom played defense, but it's like you watch him in practice, doesn't make a bad pass. He's never in wrong position. Sticks always right position. The game's so easy. And I, 
I mean, I, I knew him at 18. He was my roommate on the road at 18. I would have never get, I knew he was going to be good, but man, is he, he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> I, I, I've been a lot of good players in my lifetime. And I mean, he's, he's really good boy. And Kings are, Kings are lucky to have someone like him around for a long time. Yeah. And I, I think now, like with, with there being more talent around him, you're really getting to see him kind of air out like his other talents. He's kind of being able to be more creative. You've seen that, especially like the last few games where he's made some pretty spectacular plays, passes to Brown and stuff like that. It's really exciting to watch. Yeah. And, and I think for them, I think it's, I think the rest really helped them, them and Dowdy and Brown. And I mean, those guys played a lot of hockey for a lot of years. I mean, they're yeah. not, they weren't just playing Stanley Cup. They're playing all-star games. They're playing world championships. They're playing Olympics. I mean, mm-hmm. they played a lot of hockey. And I, I think, not even resting their body, but resting their mind was the most important thing. I think they went home. They're like, we miss playing hockey so much. It looks like they're just having fun again, you know, which it's good to have a little bit of talent around you, obviously, but it looks like they're really enjoying the game again. Brownie looks like he's 18 years old, just out there, no pressure on him, no stress. (laughs) You know, Dowdy's the same way there. It's just like they, obviously they got some, you know, higher end, younger talent around them, which helps a lot, you know, really good. Mike Anderson's very steady. I mean, what, what a player he's going to turn into, you know, and uh, Kempe number nine is just flying right now. I mean, that, right. no one would have ever thought he would have got to there and he, he's playing well, really well right now too. So I think it helps that you have a little bit of talent around you to re-energize, not that you have to do everything every single night. And I think for Kopi and Brownie, them not having to kill penalties every night now, I think is, is, mm-hmm. is masterful. You know, I, I coached, I coached a little bit in, in, in the minors down here. I never ran my top line, penalty killing because it just it takes too much energy and you know they're both so good at it but I, I think those two or three minutes of you know we play three games that's nine minutes a night of not as hard minutes I think it's really rejuvenated him and it's like I said that they're on the right path and it's been fun to watch it's yeah, definitely I, I, Brownie. yeah exactly I was just gonna say the same thing we mentioned it last show or, or the one before Brown is off of it and obviously Kopitar now, Kopitar now too and you're really seeing it like in their play outside of that it's exciting yeah, and like I talked about, I just just like you guys, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a job to them anymore. The last couple of years, it looked like there's just, there's so much pressure on them and stress, and they all get that big money, you know. And that, when you get that big money, it's it's a it's a big difference. I remember when I first got my million dollar contract, I you know, I was just like, you put a little bit, nothing like their kind of money, but a million dollars for a guy who grew up in the military or in the trailer park, you know, that's a lot of money for a kid like myself, you know. And I remember my first couple of games after I get that million dollar contract, I was just I was so nervous and I don't know why, you know, I earned that money. And then your next yeah. year, you feel like you, you owe it to the, to your teammates and you owe it to the owner and you owe it to the coach that they give you that kind of money. You almost try a little, little too much harder. And, and now, like I said, it's like, I think they're just really enjoying it now. They're like, you know what? It's, we earned this money. We deserve this money. Now we're just going to start playing hockey again. And, and, yeah. enjoying it. and I think they really are. So it, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And they're, like I said, they're in the hunt right now. So it's awesome um how much of brown's kids saying that he's not very good at hockey um do you think is actually fueling him right now i think it really motivates you you know i, I talked about that on, on air you know a couple months ago when i have two kids obviously they're 21 and 17 but you know when my wife was pregnant her last two months i was horrible because you're just you're thinking about it da, 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 and then all of a sudden they, they come out and you're like oh what a relief and it's almost like brownie you know his kids are I stopped playing when my, my oldest was seven or eight, but his kids are like, I think 10, 11, his oldest one now. And they get mm-hmm. to appreciate it. Like this is, they're, they're really good players. His wife's a good player. So they're obviously yeah. really good hockey players. And now they're, you know, I, me and my kids play golf, ping pong, you know, we're always competing with each other. So I, he's kind of at the age now where he, 
he's challenging dad a little bit and, and dad still doesn't want to back down. So <laughs> that's really, it, it helps motivate people. You know, we're just, I mean, we're just human beings and when your own family's sitting there telling you not very good, you, you want yeah. to go to prove you're wrong. I'm 47 now and my kids are just on the fringe and starting to beat me at stuff and I'm not liking it too much, but. Uh, oh, that's got to hurt. I, I wanted to hang on till 50, but I don't know if I got it anymore. But, you know, it's, it's it's hard to let go when you're a high-end athlete, and obviously Brownie's still in great condition and yeah. a great, great athlete. And he can sho- he can shove it up his little his guys and go, hey, I'm still I'm still the best Brown in the house. So it, it's pretty cool that he's. <laughs> I heard I heard he's, he's got some pretty good players too as well, which is cool. Yeah, it's uh, I bet after that that uh, stick handling in front of the net uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was nice to go home and wake his kid up and be like, "Hey, you see that? You see that? Hey, wake up!" He got home, his kid cracked the beer and said, "Dad, you're pretty good," you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if Brownie drinks, but if he does, I hope his son goes. You know what? You're not, you're pretty good. <laughs> That's great. So, question is- with with COVID and everything. How when's the last time you were in the office? Do you go in the office much at all? We don't anymore. You know, we, we, it's the same thing. You just got to be careful. We, we shut, shut down in February. Same thing. More of my, um, well, I have a great uh, hockey development department with Chris Karate, Marissa, you know, Portsy, Jordan, G. We, we have a great department. There's five of us. And we do a lot of camps around the world and around the country. And I think that's what's, that's what hurt the most. We go to Whitefish, Montana, Park City, Utah. We were going to Beijing. We're just starting a whole, whole academy in Mexico City. We were just supposed oh, to start it. Shit. The, the month, the two weeks before we were going to Mexico City, COVID came. So we do a oh. bunch of Zoom calls with them. So we're really, we go to Mammoth. We go all over the place with our department. And it's been really awesome because it's, it, it, you know, when we go into these camps, I tell the parents and the kids, I'm not here to put you guys in NHL or I'm not here to put you guys in college. I'm here for you guys to enjoy the game. You know, I, I, I look at you three, I, I, just looking at you guys, I probably think you're not very good hockey players, but no. it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> right. mean you don't love the game as much as I do. You know, they're just obviously I get a little bit of more ability than you, and I work much harder at it than playing, but it doesn't mean that you guys don't enjoy the game just as much as I do. And that's what I'm trying to preach is, you know, my mom, my mom can't skate, my dad can't skate, but the hockey's been really good for them their whole entire, their whole entire life. So it's, uh, I, I try to really preach just just to love the game. You, you don't have to be a great player to, to fall in love with the sport. You know, it takes a obviously a very special person to even get to NHL or professional or even college. But you can still love the sport even if you even if you're not a very good player. Look at me, I wasn't a very good player. Well, and you I got that was, scouting uh, eye you're showing off right now. You picked out yeah. three, <laughs> three guys that couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, you're, you're all good looking dudes. You saw you're on TV. That's what they do, right? You found your talent. Yeah. <laughs> You still have that uh, purple chair in the office? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was one of the Lakers yeah couches I got. So yeah, it was, it was good. I enjoy the office. You know, I it becomes your team. Like the, the group I work with now is is really good. Like uh, Chris Karate's our boss, but we got Courtney Ports, Marissa, G. They, they all love the game. Like we go on we go on these camps and we all we all we all we we, we all love being at the camps. Like we talk hockey. We we still chat about the Kings. Like I guess they even give me scoops about the Kings. You know, they're, they're highly knowledgeable people. So it, 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 it's, it's pretty cool that I get to work with this group of people because the, the passion for the game and the passion for the growth and all of us have, you know, they, all the kids that we, I work with, you know, grew up kind of watching me play, you know, so we all have such passion for the Kings that they are, they're Kings fans. I was so fortunate. I get to play in the NHL for the LA Kings. They gave me the opportunity to play. So it, it was so cool that we all get to, you know, go to, Beijing or go to China or go to Mexico City and, and get That's to where so the awesome. King, get to where the Kings logo and 
and and represent this great game of hockey and great organization. Uh, I wouldn't ask for any better job. I, I'm living a, you know, a dream life now after hockey. Obviously, I went through some struggles for four or five years, but the Kings have given me great opportunity, and, and I'm really trying to give back. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You, you know, uh, uh, Foxy and Fausty had uh, Blake on, and he he actually shared a lot about, you know, being that assistant GM and, and what it was like to transition in, um, which is good. I, I don't think Blake – I think Blake is an easy target for a lot of fans that are like expecting immediate, you know, results and expecting the Kings to be undefeated every season. And, and that's unfortunate because a lot of the moves that were made, you know, over the last years are, are tremendous. And, uh, and so I'm glad that he got that exposure there, but I'm sure that army has a much better story of from Blake. Than, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I love Blake. He's, he's probably one of my top five, five teammates of all times, obviously because he's just a, uh, he's just a, he's a hall of famer, but he loves the game. I, you guys obviously know him and know him around, but he'll sit there and talk hockey with you all day long. And he'll listen like a lot of, like a lot of guys, you know, they'll talk to regular fans or just pretend to listen. Like he really listens to everybody. And then I think that's what makes him such a great GM. He's obviously I'm ADD and I'm like, Oh, I'm not, I ride, the, I ride the emotions just like the fans do, you know, <laughs> emotional player. I go so high, I go so low. I'm all over the place as well. You know, <laughs> Uh, that was that was a good thing for me and a bad thing sometimes because I couldn't sleep. But I, you know, I always wrote my emotions. Where Blakey's always been like that, and I think that's what, what, what makes him a great GM. Obviously, you know, people, um, uh, fans will always jump on you. But what, what Blakey and, and his organ staff has done, and, and Nelson Emerson and, and, and Luke Robitaille, what they've done the last two or three years is is really spectacular. Like you're watching Detroit, they're still in the rebuild. You know, there's. Yeah. Columbus, Columbus is who knows what they're going to be. Florida's just you know twenty years into it. You know these teams. Blakey's, Blakey's <laughs> Ottawa, Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa's a little bit different. But but uh, but LA went from Stanley Cup, you know, those four years, and all of a sudden they decided to make these changes. And now they have the best prospect pool in hockey. They got young yeah. guys in the lineup. Their Hall of Fame guys look like they still got another four years left in them. You know, I mean, they're so far ahead of those teams below them, like Florida, and you know, Florida's obviously better now, but. Columbus and, and Detroit and Ottawa, these teams, Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo. Yeah. The same thing. I mean, yeah. we're, we're so far ahead of those three teams, and we shouldn't because you know we won two cups, and now we're on the other side. And now we're you know we're back in the middle. And what I always say is, the, the biggest thing is to to get in games. You know, when you're first in your rebuild, you're you're just trying to hang around games. You're you're trying to be there. You're you're trying to get there, and you know trying to plug people in. And not, and you're going to lose some big ones. You're going to win some big ones, kind of like Ottawa, Buffalo. You never know where to get. Now, now the Kings are in the second phase of the rebuild. Where they're in every single game now. They're in the yeah. Maybe possibly getting to the playoffs. You know, they've they've bypassed that first stage, and and Blake and all these guys have done a great job. And the final stage is obviously you got to learn to close games out, and that takes a lot of time to learn for young guys to close games out every night. But for from my you know, my perspective of being around hockey for a long time is that I think they're already in the second stage of it with, you know, they're in close games every single night. And, and I think that's important for them. So I, I think they've done a great job. You know, people can see whatever they want, but we'll see what they are in two or three years. And I think they've done a fantastic job. And like I said about Blakey, one of the best teammates, I, I would have guys come out from California. Obviously, he, has a, he, lives, on, he lives in Manhattan Beach. And, you know, some of my buddies from Colorado, where I live, and you play for the Avalanche, they're massive fans. Anytime I call Blakey, you know, we come over, stop by and say, hi, he would open the front door, you know, let us go for a swim. And he was, he's always been nice to everybody. And that's what makes that's him the cool. best guy. He, he doesn't have to open the door for anybody. And, he, you know, anytime I've ever called him, he's never, never turned me down. And 
you know, I try to be loyal to him and Luke. They've, they've both been great to me. Yeah, absolutely. He was, it was great. Sorry, I keep looking at the TV. I have two TVs going here. I'm looking at this hockey. Sorry if I keep looking yeah. away. That's <laughs> your job, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no. I'm obsessed with the I'm, I'm talking to you guys. I got two NHL games on. I'm, I'm obsessed with the game. Sorry. That's great. That's why you're here, right? That's why we love talking to you. I love the game. Man. I love this game so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so uh, good. Big piece of our life, too. What um, games do you have on right now? I do. I just got the NHL network right now. So they oh, got, gotcha. And then I, then I have the LA, LA Angels and San Francisco baseball game. Nice. Yeah. What about you guys? I got a question for you guys. How, how do you guys find it different with the podcast? And where'd you guys all start? Where'd you guys all start in this business? Let me, let me hear about you guys a little bit. I'm sure the fans never hear where you guys come from. How'd you guys become <laughs> Kings fans? hear about that so, i'm allowed to be a pro this is what i do for a little bit too absolutely yeah. absolutely we just got question. interviewed right now, why, why right not, now. Why, take a drink don't get nervous on me i know that <laughs> <laughs> I, I want a story about you guys where each one you guys how you guys fell in love with this great game like i have uh my dad my dad took me to the forum when i was a kid and uh it was it was our connection it was the thing that we did together and, and him and my uncle would go to a lot of games and so i would hear a lot of the stories when they would go out and and uh and and Are come back beers? with some hey oh yeah just piss drunk yeah, yeah. come back uh, have yeah. tons of stories and I got to go whenever my uncle couldn't go so I didn't get to go to a lot of games but uh, but I did get to go to some and it was always special with my dad so I kind of carried that through and then we started uh, a group of us uh, used to do guys nights and it didn't uh, it didn't uh, continue once we all started having kids so then uh, the podcast no, was the reason to come back. And awesome. uh, get together every week. So uh, I ended up talking way too much on the LA Sports Podcast. So we started uh, the Guys in Shorts King Show, and then it developed to the Kings Realm. So the Godfather Jeff Wilson got uh, got Dennis and Jordan together, and and me, and we we put this group together. So here it awesome. is. Yeah, I've been I, I've been watching hockey longer than I can remember. So um, when the Kings got Gretzky. Uh, my dad and my uncle wanted to go see Gretzky play and Robitaille was my favorite player. And um, I'll, I'll never forget it. When we walked into the form, um, walked out uh, through the tunnel, we were on the end behind uh, one of the nets and I saw the ice for the first time and I just stopped. And I'll never forget my dad, like turning around, realizing I was, you know, he was getting ahead of me and uh, he turned around and like knelt down. He's like, how cool is this? Like, and I was just like amazed and uh, the the Kings wound up beating the Oilers like eight three that night, and it's just been hooked ever since. That's awesome. Absolutely love it. So, yeah, I don't really have like a cool like I was a kid in the hockey story. Do you even like hockey? Do you like hockey? He saw the one in the basketball broadcast. <laughs> he saw I was like that's the one with the stick and the white ball, right? <laughs> Jordan saw a news story that Derek Armstrong was retiring, and so he's like, "Let me check this game out now." Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? <laughs> that's exactly how the story guys. went. <laughs> I'll start so, watching uh, once he retires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it it started off. I mean, randomly watching it was a Kings playoff game against the Sharks in 2011, and I just was hooked from there. Like, obviously, like play, growing up playing football, I was like, "Oh, cool!" They like hit the crap out of each other. Like, that's what kind of brought me in. But then, like, following the game, man, like, and then like. I don't know. There's just, it's, it is such like it embodies the gentleman's sport, like to a T and like, you can go beat the crap out of somebody. And then at the end of the night, you can go shake their hand. Like, Hey, nice 
freaking game, bud. And uh, and that's why I th- I feel like like what you're doing with like growing the game and stuff like that. Like that's a big part. Like if we want to grow this game, like we gotta like bring in new fans. Where some people could be like kind of like exclusive with it. And I hate to see that. And it's like no, like let's grow this game. Let's get it bigger. Like let's get it on ESPN. And they've done that now. And I think it's great. And, and I think the big thing is these, these podcasts and you know a lot of things. And and I'm around a lot of youth hockey. I was for a while. I think we got to continue to grow it the right way because there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of things there's a lot of you know people out there making too much money off the U side. Sorry, I'm just gonna give my honest opinion. Yeah, but you know it, it's it's really hard to play this this game for a long time and to live in, but we got we got to make sure these kids are really having fun doing it. Obviously, if you don't have the passion for the game or you don't have fun, you have absolutely no chance to even play college. So we got to make yeah. sure we continue letting these kids have as much fun as they possibly can, even if it's just throwing a ball out there and just letting them play hockey on their skates and, and for fun. I mean, we we got to grow the fun back in this world. It's just, there's not enough, there's not enough hope and there's not enough joy and not enough kindness anymore. You know, we got to get that kindness back to the world. Compete yeah. when you can, but let's be, start being kind to everybody again. That's yeah. a great thing about King's, uh, King's care. I got to ask one quick question. They, they talked about me, Blakey hip checking me in the pool down here. I don't know what it is. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, oh yeah, it is. yeah. There you go. And then they asked, then they also asked how I lost my teeth. Yeah. That's my boys. They get to stay up later. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the answer. So my teeth right here. So I was playing in the game and I went to the net and Rob Blake took a slap shot. Zygmunt Pelfrey tipped it and hit me in the face. So oh, not knocked those teeth out. I lost these two, these four, Got up, chewed them off, went to the bench. They stitched me up in the back, and I didn't miss a shift. 32 stitches. I didn't wow. miss a shift. That's all right. I actually lost them. And the next night we played, I think we played back-to-back nights. We might have played back-to-back nights, or we played like two games in three nights. So my mouth is like this. And my youngest son, my youngest son, who's bananas, he's, he's playing hockey now. I was sitting there. I just feel sore. And he ran across the, he ran across the couch. And kicked me as hard as he could in the face because he wanted to wrestle with me. And oh, no. My wife was feeding me noodles like this. I'm like, oh, this should be a reality show. Oh, <laughs> my God. And yes. I, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm telling you, I don't know how I ever did. That was the most pain. I would, I'd eat noodles like this. And then the next morning, I woke up, and it was just like, it was like raw in here, mangled. And I'm like, I, I could never do that. Now I, I don't understand how a human, us hockey players or high-end athletes can do that. <laughs> That's you crazy. ask me to do that right now for a million dollars, I'd say no chance. You, I, I mean, was going to ask you how you how you would like get back in the game, like even yeah, you know you have the adrenaline going during the game, but like yeah, the next game. Just, but just, like we have this certain kind of compete in me, like yeah, I, like I was when before till I got to, like I moved away to play junior at seventeen. Till I got to seventeen, I was like the shyest kid you ever met. Like my mom would like tell me to go to school dance, or she'd tell me to go like here's money to go to Seven Eleven. I would never leave the house. Like I was the shyest kid you ever met in your whole entire life, but. For some reason, sports just lit me up on the inside. I, I could just compete like a son of a gun in, in any kind of sport. But after the sport, I was just like crumble and humble and scared of the world. It, it, it's amazing what sports can do for people. That and that's what we got to keep keep telling people. Like you play sports to get confidence, to, to learn how to be a good person, to to take to take instruction. You know, to be a leader, not to make millions of dollars playing hockey or, or whatever you may. If that, that happens, that happens. But that's not why we we got to keep teaching these kids how to play sports. We got to teach them how to be leaders in this world and be kind to each other. And it, it's okay to butt heads a little bit. And then five minutes later say, yeah, no worries. The competition is over, you know? So that's what I've always gotten out of sports. That's what I've always enjoyed. That those are great words. I now boys go to bed. What is that? What are they firing on Twitter or something? It's on uh, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. 
Is it really? Yeah. I'm learning stuff over here too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This, see? That's I'm one for Jordan. For your live TV. <laughs> All right. And then mm-hmm. someone asked uh, when, when we start taking questions and then someone else said, uh, uh, whenever we run out of booze, so <laughs> then uh, then it said uh, so never then. All right, yeah, that might be all night. <laughs> oh, oh man! Rylock said uh, when James Luke met Luke as a kid when we were we were in your office seeing Luke, and then that's right. Yeah, yeah. Luke, uh, like I said, you 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 never seen a better ambassador for the game than Luke Robitaille, man. No, he's he's you ever, if you ever seen his schedule on a daily basis. I got a lot of energy. Holy smokes, the stuff he does for the the Kings and for hockey and it gives back to charity with his wife's charity, man. He, he's an amazing man. What he does for this world, boy. Echoes of Hope is amazing. King's yeah. Care Foundation yeah. is amazing. Like you talked yeah. about, just reaching out to kids. And it's, you know, 5,000 uh, sets of gear every year, 10,000 sets of gear going out to youth sports every year. Yeah, yeah we do. And we run that Little King's program, our department. I mean, what, what a treat that is, is we get 1,075 kids every year playing hockey. And, you know, once that comes back, I would recommend to anyone to, I think the ages are from four to eight, I think it is, but what a way to get involved in hockey, pay 175 bucks. I think you get all the head gear, head to toe. You get six that's steps. great. Yeah. It is. Uh, that, that's such a great reward program. You in our department. Uh, I really enjoy it. My boy I played it. Got a buddy that uh, did it for both of his kids and like, yeah. they, they loved it. And they, they like, that's all they want to do. Like, throughout this entire COVID thing, like they just like, can we go skate? Can we go skate? And yeah. finally like or- Orange County is kind of opening up and stuff like that. So they're, they're yeah. going to start going again. So yeah. they're pumped. It's an amazing program. The NHL does that. Obviously the Kings we're, we're one of the front runners for, we got good people doing it, but to, to teach kids how to play that game. Like a lot of times we're just doing snow angels on the ice. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Some parents be like, Oh, my kid does snow angels. Well, who cares? He's, fun, right? He's having fun. Yeah. One kid scoring goals, one kid's doing snow angels, one kid's playing freestyle. They're on the ice. That's all that counts. Right. I, awesome. did plenty, I did plenty of snow angels in the NHL, so it's all relevant. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like this on the ice, plenty of times getting, you know, getting picked up from the thing. So uh, don't say snow angels aren't part of the game. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It was it was like a year or two ago that uh, that dad mic'd up his like four or uh, five year old kid on the ice. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah it was I, great. I don't, I don't watch it social media stuff. So okay, it, like you know, he's he's just out there just like talking about rainbows and like stuff like that, and, like yeah. skating, and like, it's it's great. It's so awesome. It's Very which, wholesome. Which yeah. it should be. It's it's just a game. Like my kids never started playing triple A hockey till. 15 16 years old you know i just it's i just want them to love the sport as much as i do that, that's, that's all. great whether that's they're awesome. good at it or not speaking of your kids uh i hear tomorrow's a pretty big day for the armstrong family oh big day tomorrow so my, my oldest is in plays in the usphl so he's in a he's in a do or die playoff game at uh what is it 1 30 so tomorrow they 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 win or go on or they lose the route so that's a massive game they, they play for utah outliers and then my youngest son, Easton, he's uh, he played a couple of games last year, but he's in the bubble in Regina with the Regina Pats. So they're in the bubble. They have seven teams in the bubble in the Western Hockey League. So tomorrow night, he made the starting lineup. So tomorrow night's his first game. So one third of that game, then Easton plays at seven. Then I got to help cover it. I, I cover the Kings Avs game from the armpit. So uh, I might be I might be past my bedtime right now. I'm getting older, you know. So <laughs> get some. You can lift this in there, and away I go. So, but then, you know what? There's me and my wife. There, there's no better day we'd rather have tomorrow than you know we watch hockey all day long. It's gonna be awesome. It's you dream have a dream, day. So dream cool. day for us. Yeah. You have a chance to see the games? 
Oh yeah, that's a that's a great thing about computers. And yeah, uh, Dawson's Dawson's on. They do um, hockey TV, so we watch all the games off hockey TV. And then Easton's uh, the Western Hockey League has a whole thing. Yeah, so okay. you can watch every single game. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, that's the one good thing about U Sports, and you know a lot of things people make money off of. But it, it's really good that like a dad will broadcast a game of use kids and our grandma and grandpa and all the relatives get to watch it. So it's pretty cool. Like I first played, I played in junior. You know, when uh, I went up to Sudbury, I wouldn't see mom and dad until they got to come up one, one time a year, you know, or even I wouldn't get to call them out to find a quarter or call collect call. And we didn't have a lot of money. So I couldn't, I couldn't talk to mom and dad till Saturday or Sunday, you know? So wow. mom and dad, the only thing my dad ever told me goes, you, Son, you better get on that score sheet. You better get on the box score. You fight, get penalty, get an assist, you get a goal. I just want to know that you played that night. So my dad said, no matter what you do, you find a way to get your name in the box scores. You see, because all the scouts look in the box scores every day. And I don't know if you play the box scores, you used to read the paper. So if your name's in the paper, they're like, oh, you must be doing something right. So my right. dad always told me, you find a way to get in that box score. So there you go. I always kept that in my brain. How times have changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now all the dad says, you better make one goal this year and get on ESPN. I don't care what else you do. You one, one clip on YouTube, but you score a fancy goal. It better go viral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one goal on YouTube and you've done your job. There you go. Be creative. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is good. Too. A lot of good creativity stuff. It's like you, yeah, better, right? be pra- you better be practicing that freaking uh, – through the legs, or yeah, the Michigan. Yeah, 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 the, yeah I was like, what? the Michigan one day of beer league, I almost, yeah. I almost concussed myself again. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I worked at a net a oh, harder than you think. <laughs> I just think about how legendary five-year-old beer league goalie. I still can't score. <laughs> that move has just become legendary. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that first happened so many years ago, and it finally broke into the the NHL. Like and that, that Michigan State State did it right a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was years ago. Yeah, that was when I was still playing. That was so, so decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pre two thousand eleven. Yeah, okay. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were still you were still watching lawn bowling. Yeah. <laughs> and darts. You're watching lawn bowling and darts. Going, oh, maybe I should switch over to hockey. Eh? Yeah. Good, <laughs> good morning. What is that? BBC. Oh. <laughs> 301, 301. He watches the Ocho. It's always the British that win, you know. <laughs> it gets old. <laughs> Good darts, Jordan. Good darts. Yeah, that's that's the extent of my dart knowledge. So. Yeah, there you go. Hockey, like, yeah, maybe I'll switch over. <laughs> Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> oh man. All right. Anything else, Army? Any last thoughts? I'm good, man. I, like I said, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I, I, I really love coming on your, your thing, especially now that you're live. I mean, I'm much better looking in person on TV than I thought I was. I don't even wear any makeup. You know? <laughs> makeup I'm still doing all right here. Exactly. Well, there's no amount of makeup that can help us. So you're, you're doing all right. I hide behind uh, this mic, so I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie about that. There's nothing that can help you guys much. Oh well, <laughs> it's the passion like that said, counts, I, right? Yeah, I really appreciate you guys getting me on. Uh, I enjoy talking hockey anytime you want me to come on. I, I love talking hockey, and thank you for all you guys do and giving back to this great game. Yeah, absolutely. You're a great friend of the show, and and we really appreciate you coming on and, and just your growth in, in broadcasting. I love that we have so many former players on the broadcast team because it really helps to share that knowledge and, and pass it on and give it kind of an inside look. Yeah, and, and I think it's important. Obviously, you, you obviously need, you know, Patrick O'Neill does a good job of, 
of, of leading us into the questions, but it, it's, it's different because, you know, all of us had different paths getting to the NHL and all of us, you know, had different stories and all of us played different positions and all of us see the game different, you know, and I think it's important to, to get different perspectives, not just one person, but that's how the world is today. You know, you, you only get different perspectives from everybody. And I think that's what the Kings have done a great job of, you know, bringing alumni guys in and letting them tell their story and letting them get back to the game. So, like I said, I, I owe a lot to them. They, they've, they've been really good to me. No, you're giving back tons. So thank you. You yeah. got it. Thank, thank you guys. All right. Dennis, you want to take us out? Yeah. I don't know how this uh, go Kings go chance is going to work at the end of this, but uh, <laughs> it's horrible live. So it's going to be a bitch. You better get your pom poms out here. Let's <laughs> and uh, it's, it's going to happen and it's going to be bad. So I thought we were going to do this before. Oh, I didn't bring we, my glasses uh, out. Uh, <laughs> we had to get into the uh, army. I didn't have my the glasses. My you know what? Glasses. I, I, love, I wear the glasses, but with, when I wear the mask, I can't wear them because they fog up on me. So now, up. Now, yeah. we don't, now we don't have to wear masks again. I get a good glass, glass collection coming out again. So it's gonna there, be you go. there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now Jordan, now Jordan knows who Derek is. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you finally watch him. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's the guy who wears glasses. He's the guy who wears glasses that are too big for his head. <laughs> no, my, my oh, dome is way too big. Oh, that's army. Yeah, that's 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 my problem is I can never find them big enough, so I always have exactly. smaller glasses. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dennis. All right, so once again, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Kings Rome Pod, and uh, check out the Hockey Podcast Network, the whole family of hockey podcasts. And uh, check out Derek. Army Armstrong on the Fox Sports West broadcast just about every game, right? You're there all the time. Yeah, now, so. I'm, I'm getting more games. Yeah, I'm getting more games. So it's, it's been Love cool. it. So Love when you're from on. The armpit. So. I'll be, I'm, I'm coming from the pit tomorrow. So I got, I, you got to watch tomorrow. I got a, I got a good, good little collection of uh, hits tomorrow. So it'll be good. Yeah. We will be there. All right. Thank you uh, once again, Derek, for coming on. And uh, for James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman. Woo! Derek Armstrong, I'm Dennis Wilson saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Yeah, that's terrible. That's really bad. That was that was bad. Yeah. From the armpit. All right, Ari. Have a good one. Thanks, Eric. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Appreciate you it. it. You got it. All right, and we are out. Woo! Good work. Since we're still in the show, is that true? Yeah, but it's the live broadcast. Live ended. broadcast is over. Yeah. Even though James started talking before it ended. <laughs> What's that? No, it's like I, still the saying live, and you're like, all right, and we are out. No, it already cut off, though. It still said it was going. Oh. So it's all good. <laughs> well, it's that's a good way to go out, though. And we yeah. are out. <laughs> that is... Uh, classic king's realm right there <laughs> yeah so good hey uh fuck you king's fans <laughs> <laughs> who changed the teleprompter <laughs> go fuck yourself king's fans that was uh that was that was good uh good pickup there james you picked up on it was it was ending and it was going to start getting awkward and you're like all right, well, time to start wrapping this up. So, well, he said it's kind of past my bedtime, so I'm like, all he right. dropped the hint. It started getting yeah. there was that one like little lull, and you're like, all right, this is it. And yep. that was that was a very good pickup, and it was a good amount of time. So, yeah, and it's uh, that was a very good pickup, and it was a good amount of time. So, yeah, and it's uh.